0: Take
1: two. I've taken two. you okay,
0: remember, don't touch the two. Stop moving, just hold still.
1: Go. Why are you acting like a cartoon <laughs> character? <laughs> What's going on, guys? My name is Logan with West Desert Shooter. This is my wife, Jade.
0: <laughs> Am I supposed to introduce myself? I'm Jade. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> All
1: right. So, This is going to be a recap about the, I guess my channel's history up to this point. Uh, The significance of this point is that I recently crossed over 20,000 subscribers after a couple of years of hard work and uh, just having fun talking with all 20,000 of you guys. So I've written down a list of all the videos that I kind of want to touch on and just the different things that have happened over the last couple of years and uh, just the cool videos that that I like as well as just kind of milestones as I went along. So, to start off, currently, I've posted 233 gun-related videos to YouTube, which is a lot. Um, That is a lot. Takes a long time to make and produce each one. 230 of them, that's that's a lot of videos to make. Um, Overall, my channel has 4.2 million views, which is ridiculous, that's awesome.
0: I just thought I'd elaborate. 4.2. Four point two.
1: Yeah. So, thanks everybody for watching the video. I know there's tons of people who don't even subscribe. That's fine. I mean, if you like rifles, come on, watch the video.
0: In case you're right. wondering what Logan's laughing at, check out the video on YouTube instead of listening to the podcast.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, also, that if you guys are listening to this, um, our video version is going to have clips of all these videos I'm talking about overlaid, and it should be a good one. Hopefully, it's going to take a bunch of work, but uh, so August thirtieth. 2016. Yeah, August 30th, 2016, I posted my first video, which was a Palmetto State Armory 18-inch uh, AR-15, and it was an accuracy review, and cringe cringeworthy to watch at this point. It's really funny. Um, I talk very slow and quiet to, I guess, make my voice sound better to myself. <laughs> at this point, I'm used to hearing myself, and it doesn't bother me at all to just talk normal, but at, in the beginning, it was... It was cringeworthy.
0: So that was your first video. Now, was your Palmetto the first gun you bought after we got married?
1: I believe so.
0: Was that the gun in between semesters? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was going to school full time and we thought we were going to take a break in the semester. And so I, Logan decided to buy a gun. And then I was like, just kidding. I'm really going to school this semester.
1: Yeah, so money was a little tight, but I was able to sneak it in and buy myself an AR. And that was when ARs were expensive, they were in high demand. Um, Thanks, Obama. (laughs) And uh, so my cheap Palmetto was like $900 at the time, which was free-floated. I got the one I wanted, it was a cool rifle. Um, I still have it, but uh, yeah, that was my first video on here. Um, And then very close to after I released that video, uh, I bought my tika, but we'll get exactly into how this went. Um, so in January of 2017 is actually when I came up with the name West Desert Shooter. So my first couple videos I had, I never called myself that and uh, that was not thought of yet.
0: Weren't you like modest mouse, modus, nah, was, some crazy name. Yeah, it was like an
1: 11th grade email that I came up with, <laughs> it was just whatever, so. Um, at this point, it's West Desert Shooter, and I, I like that name. I'm sticking with it.
0: Okay, wait, wait. Now, I think we should talk about how you came up with the name.
1: How did I come up with that name?
0: How would you come up with West Desert Shooter?
1: Yeah, so I live in, or at the time I was living in Salt Lake City, Utah, I was driving west like uh, 50 or 60 miles out into the west deserts of Utah, and uh, I just live in the western side of the United States, so I was going out in the desert and shooting all the time. Figured. There's no misleading with that title just shooting in the west desert so what's that a shooter fit
0: you do get some different names like when people call you they call you what sometimes western desert desert shooter yeah i've gotten
1: that a few times quite a few people think my name is western desert shooter
0: which isn't bad either because i mean it's
1: also if i search west desert shooter in youtube it west desert shooting is the most suggested thing so i'm wondering if people th- Think that that's
0: my <laughs> challenge as well. I don't know. You're the West Desert shooting. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs>
1: not what I do. So, at this point, I'm going to crack the cold one. We're going to get into the list of videos from all my 233 videos. I'm just grabbing some highlighted ones, which uh, I guess I'm a little self-centered, but I wrote down a lot of them that I want to mention and talk about.
0: There's like front and back, so yeah. like, hang in there, but don't leave yet.
1: The channel's grown a lot recently, and I, I kind of want this to be a way of people to realize, like, I've got some older content out there. Maybe I have videos or rifles you don't even know about that I've done a whole bunch of stuff on that's kind of gone stagnant at this point. So we'll kind of get into it. Like my AR-15, I haven't even had that on the channel. i mentioned it in almost a year. Like, it's just kind of gone on by the wayside and I'm playing with my new bolt guns, so... Let's get to it. Why don't you uh, read off the names? So these are all the names of the videos. Why don't you read them off and then I'll just spout out info about them.
0: If we, uh, if I can read your handwriting. Okay, let's figure this out. So is this your first video or is this just like a highlighted video?
1: This will be my first video.
0: Also oh, PSA is Palmetto State Armory. Yes. So your PSA accuracy review.
1: Yeah, I had taken a bunch of different types of ammo to the range, shot them at a hundred yards. Um, I guess I can hit this tangent real quick. Uh, Some of my influences for creating my channel, Um, probably the biggest push I got to do the channel is from Johnny's Reloading Bench. At the time I was trying to learn how to reload, and uh, Johnny put up a video basically saying that when he reloads he likes to watch YouTube videos, there wasn't enough content creators out there, and so he suggested to people make some shooting videos. That's exactly what I did, and uh, the rest is kind of history there. As far as the accuracy review that I was doing, that was kind of a nut and fancy style uh, video. Um, he's a little bit, uh, what's the word I'm trying to think of? A lot of people don't like that channel. <laughs> but, uh, Dislike? Yeah, that's no, uh, a lot Controversial, <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm oh. People are a little controversial on that channel. However, I really liked how he did accuracy testing on different rifles. It was really yeah. interesting to me that different types of ammo would shoot different. So I wanted to go see what my AR-15 would do, what its uh, capabilities might be. So that's why I did that video. And uh, thanks, Johnny, for the little nudge. Helped me out to uh, get going a little bit. So if you're looking for a great channel and you like reloading, Johnny's Reloading bench is a good place to go. But
0: well, I think you had a lot of time too, because I was going to school full-time at night. And so I was at home at night and I'd come home and find you watching YouTube videos on how to reload, cause It was never really something you had done before.
1: Oh yeah. that's I'm completely internet taught on how to reload. And now I'm helping other people learn how to reload through the internet. That's one thing I've always tried to do is produce content that I consume. Meaning that like the stuff that I like to watch, I try to put more of that out there. So that's one thing I've tried to do over time.
0: Cool. All right, video number two. PSA steel targets first. Reloads, long
1: range is a side note of that. Please yeah. elaborate. There's a couple side notes on <laughs> so, yeah, that. that's exactly what it sounds like. Uh, taking my AR-15 out shooting long range. And at this point, I don't know anything about long range shooting. I'm actually really bad at it. I didn't have any drop charts, nothing special. I was shooting without a range finder. So I think I shot like 100, 300 and 500 possibly. I mean, look, thinking back on it now is it at least like 400 yards that I shot. It uh, no was far at the time. Yeah, at that time that was one of the furthest shots I'd ever done, but also the first time I'd taken reloads out to shoot. So uh, it felt good, it was really cool, A ton of fun. And uh, that's another huge part, the early be- beginning part of my channel was mostly just to document what I was learning at the time. Like, it wasn't to teach people at that point, it was because I didn't know what I was doing, but I knew that I was having fun and I figured I'd make videos along the way.
0: Yeah, where'd you get these still targets?
1: Uh, I made them from
0: work. Oh, yeah <coughs> All right, so the next one is reloading two, two, three. First reload three cap.
1: Ooh. Yeah, so that was one of the again, these are these are really early on in the channel. These are like a first within the first four or five videos that I had made. Um, it was the first time I'd ever reloaded. I went to the range, shot 100 yards, shot accuracy testing. I was shooting hornady 68 grain boat tail hollow points and uh, I got them down to like three-quarter MOA out of an AR-15 on my first trip out with reloads. Even today I would consider that good shooting, so can't be mad at that, not too bad. But I like going back and watching that, knowing just how little I knew, and uh, just watching me kind of stumble through the dark and that is, is entertaining to me now.
0: It still just goes over my head. I just, you could tell me all sorts of things and I'd have no idea. We
1: need to get you reloaded. Also, that was, uh, I mean, anytime you're shooting your first reload, you're pretty sure your gun's gonna blow up. So oh. that adds a little bit of excitement to it.
0: Well, I'm glad that never happened.
1: <laughs> Yet.
0: Yet. <laughs> okay, next one is Tika, Sub, MOA, or Hype.
1: All right, so this is the first like video I did with my, featuring my Tika. I had recently bought it. I had it for about a month or two. Um, I had my Tika when I did my first Palmetto State Armory video. Uh, and then this one was basically a review of that, and there's like this whole tangent in the middle of it that makes no sense, that nobody cared about at the time. But that was my first video to start like getting some views on that.
0: I was say, because what, this is, says, side note, that it's still your most watched video.
1: Yeah, so basically I can go on my YouTube channel, and uh, I can see my most viewed videos, and that thing still hangs near the top. Uh, it's got, I think it's just about 100,000 views at this point. <laughs> People like that one.
0: Very cool. And YouTube did apparently too. Okay. Next one is chasing sub MOA series.
1: Chasing sub MOA series is about shooting the Hornady 75 grain boat tail hollow points. Uh, The first powder that I bought was Varget. So just seeing what I could do with that. And at the time I had this crazy idea that you could use one powder and come up with a load for 243 and 223. And like, that was all I'd ever needed. was one type of powder, two bullets, I was done. Now I've got stacks of powder and I don't know, I've got unused powder that I've had for like six or eight months. So uh, just like the guy at my work told me at the time, he's like, oh man, you'll end up with so many powders you won't know what to do with. And I was like, oh yeah, sure. And sure enough, he nailed it. That's exactly what happened.
0: Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> unused powder, huh? Yeah. But, but it's always, but I really need this right now. Yeah. it's hard to find that's why i have it <laughs> it's there i'm not complaining i didn't even know all right <laughs> quest for precision
1: uh, quest for precision is the same concept just uh vlog style of like reloading results trying to follow my 243 progress um shooting i started off with the 95 grand sierra match king um the tipped match king Try that forever and ever. Just trying different powder charges, not trying different overall lengths or anything. Like it was just a dumpster fire. It was like seven videos. They all sucked. They're all terrible. No progress is made. Finally, Vaughn Precision helped me out. He uh, he got me to try the 87 grain Hornady V-Max. Those things shot lights out. I'm super happy with it. Later on the list, we'll talk about Quest for Precision again, but that's all I have to say about it right now.
0: Precision or precision because I say precision. You say Precision. <laughs> but precision then Precision reloading. But then when you say von precision, you say precision.
1: Uh, I'm just trying to be concise with what I'm saying.
0: No, but that, that wasn't. <laughs> that was precision. I had to that's all I got out of that conversation. <laughs> I'm sitting here thinking about precision or precision. Moving on. Model ninety-four video.
1: Yeah, this is another one that's uh, among the most viewed videos that I have. It was my grandpa's Model 94 Winchester lever action 30-30. It's the only only lever action I've ever had on my channel, but uh, people really seem to love that. Uh, They leave like freaking novel length comments on that video. It's kind of funny. You get some of the old timers that talk about it and just love to talk about it. But uh, yeah, that was another one of my first videos that really started to get some traction. Nice. Still gets views. That's it.
0: Most watched. All right, so we're back to our Palmetto State Armory videos. So we're doing 500 and 1,000 yards.
1: Yeah, so that one was the first time I had ever tried to shoot 1,000 yards. I remember that day uh, I had my car out in the desert, but I think I only ever took my car out there like once. The Paseo? And the, no, the turd, the turd cell. Oh, gosh. I do not have the Paseo at this time. <laughs> um, yeah, just a little piece of crap daily commuter car. It got like. 45 miles a gallon. So I drove that to the desert instead of the truck. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so I had to lay down in the dirt. Like it was, it was a good time. I had to wheel my car through like just straight level dirt roads and I was all careful not to rip the oil pan out of it. It was fun. Um, made it a memorable trip at least. So I remember shooting 500 yards. It was pretty windy at 500. I uh, got some solid hits just guessing on wind. Um, and then I moved out to a thousand yards. At that point, it got later on in the day, and I started getting really bad mirage. Again, I was laying on the ground, so really bad mirage. My target inside my crosshair was just doing this, wiggling back and forth. So it was really hard to spot bullet's bash or anything. So I was not successful at 1,000 yards on my first attempt. But you'll kind of see that that's a theme on my, on my videos, is even my failures, I'll make videos on them and post about them, is I'm not too proud to say that I missed a target. And hopefully it helps people out and uh, if I'm not telling the truth I'm just lying to myself because these videos are for me pretty much so that's how it went and I like that I documented it that way.
0: Good. Um, oh okay so that was your first thousand yard attempt. Yes. How did you do on that? What was your... did you just go over that?
1: Yeah I missed. <laughs> Thanks for rubbing that in
0: <laughs> It's <laughs> okay. You tried though. It was your first attempt.
1: But that would be after doing the uh, Chasing Seven away series, so I had found a good shooting round at that point, which is 24 grains of Varget, 75 grain boat tail hollow point, and PMC brass. Who'd have thought that stuff shot awesome? Uh, it's really cheap, crappy brass, but it worked well. All
0: right, this one is Tika LR target. Hunt. Huh.
1: Yeah, this is uh, this is a really fun one. This is one of the few times that I set up a target. Uh, as if it were a game animal, and then I hiked up a mountain, and then just kind of found like a decent spot to lay down, and I ended up on like a weird quartering away uh, shot on a flat target. So I mean, it's if anything, it's more realistic to a to a long range hunt would be, and uh, range hit it with my rangefinder. It was like 450 yards, but I had carried it all up there in like my backpack, so I just set up a, a shooting position just on the hillside, and I took a couple shots. When I watched the video and edited it, I had miscalculated because my turret was not on zero where the rifle was zeroed. and ended up coming up short in MOA with my mental math out there, and uh, I hit exactly one MOA low. So if I would have done it correctly, I would have hit that thing like right in the high shoulder, neck area. Uh, it was a body silhouette so target turned sideways. and I called that the vitals of the animal. So it was a realistic target for an antelope. And that's what I was simulating with an antelope hunt. Mm-hmm. But just fun out there playing around in the desert. Didn't you see a lot of
0: antelope out there
1: anyway? Yeah, those things are so dumb. You're out there shooting like in the middle of a string, firing, and they will come walking up, like, oh, what are you doing out here? Stupid animals. And then people complain that they're uh, they're really hard to hunt. I haven't hunted one yet. I really want to because it's where I go long range shooting, like home turf, home field advantage. Bring it on antelope, but Utah won't give me my tag for one one day yeah all
0: right tika fusion 1k
1: yeah that was the
0: oh this note says first hit
1: Yeah, so
0: <laughs> ruined that no you're, surprise no you're
1: good you're good um yeah it's, that's what it was i took uh, federal factory hunting ammo has a terrible bc it's not a ballistic it's not a ballistic tip it's not a boat tail or anything like good and I went out and shot that thing a thousand yards and I connected with my target, I think it was on like my second or third shot. Yeah. But I think it's pretty cool. I have a video of it, the first time that I shot a thousand yards successfully. And it, it's not just that I shot and hit the target, it's that I drove out there, set up the target, brought my rifle back, zeroed it, had all the information on the ballistics and like I figured out how to hit a target at a thousand miles. That, that's what's really cool to me. It's not that I pulled the trigger, it's that I knew how to do it. So that's what I'm most proud of on that.
0: I say at that point, what we're down to May 30th of 2017,
1: so. Coming up on the year.
0: Yeah, just about.
1: Making the videos at least.
0: Yeah. All right, next one is 50 grain Nozzler series, 70 grams Blitz series.
1: Yeah, so that's uh, the 50 grain Nozzlers are for the 223. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) grams. The 50 grain Nozzlers are for uh, the 223, 70 grains are for the 243. I uh, needed the, the 50 grain shot pretty well. I never really figured out the 70s and the 243, but uh, I bought them for like eight bucks for hundred rounds, like whatever, I mean, that was worth trying. I remember coming across that deal, and couldn't turn it down, so it cool. was a good one. But just, that's just more of like to kind of talk about just some of the content I have out there. It's got almost no views and it's been sitting there for a couple years, but if you're interested in something like that, i've made it it exists and you can go back and watch it the information is still good in there
0: cool all right this one is your first coffee chat of august 2017 so now we're on in your mark coffee chat
1: yeah so what coffee chats were is basically like video responses to each other and uh fortune cookie 45 lc was the first one to do it um, if you guys don't know who he is, he's made a ton of videos and he does casting videos, a bunch of pistol shooting videos, rifle videos, um, really knowledgeable dude, talks about gear a lot. And uh, he basically just wanted to sit down and have like video responses where you're just sitting there having a casual conversation, drinking a cup of coffee. And uh, so I responded to him as well as loads of bacon and uh, a whole slew of guys like Timothy Robinson, um, who is now PC Bullet Empire. Uh, Thor's Axe and just a bunch of bunch of great content creators on there. It was a cool, it was a real good community sense right there that like all these people were here and talking to each other and like paying attention to each other's channels. I think that was a real high point as far as the gun community went those coffee
0: chats. So more of the coffee chat was you it wasn't a live chat, it was more you responded back to videos you'd been watching.
1: Yeah, exactly. You'd see someone posted a coffee chat the day before, you'd watch it, the next day you'd post a video, and then they would watch it the following day.
0: Okay. So, do they still do coffee chats?
1: Uh, I think very rarely, but uh, I think there's there's a whole slew of them out there. I think there's like 40 or 50 videos at this point. Loads of Bacon has a playlist put together with all the coffee chats in it. Oh, very cool. But it was cool. And-
0: Alright. This is our six egg challenge.
1: Yeah. Do you remember the six egg challenge?
0: What do we do with the eggs?
1: So you took a bunch. Of, uh, you take six eggs out. You set them at 300 yards, and then you get six shots to try and hit all six eggs.
0: Do we put them in baggies? Yeah. Okay. Put them
1: in baggies and hung them up. Uh, you could zero all you want, but once you take your first shot at your egg, you have to consecutively one, two, three, four, five, six try and shoot them all. Um, you don't get any more rounds, nothing like that. So it's like, how many tiny little targets can you hit in a row? That's the real question.
0: I briefly remember that.
1: Yeah, so that trip, I actually went out with my brother Garrett and uh, shot with him, which is one of the few range trips I had with him, so it brings back good memories there. Mm, very cool. But uh, again, this is more like a, more of the gun community kind of thing, like uh, Social regressive did it, Vaughn Precision did it. Uh, <laughs> His, precision or yeah precision. his wife actually did it she did an awesome job i think she outshot me i think she got four or five out of the six i got three which is decent uh i don't Cap- yep. i don't know if anybody ever got six i think people got five not i don't know if anyone's cleaned the stage yet that's a hard target go try and shoot your neck at 300 yards it's it's entertaining
0: it's because miss wgs hasn't tried it yet <laughs> we'll get you out there we'll
1: see how she does <laughs> i'm just kidding Put you behind the song. No. Okay. Uh, next one is
0: 1100 yard 223
1: versus 243. Yeah. So, took the rifles out, same day, same trip, same target, shot them side by side. That is still the longest distance I've ever hit with my AR 15. It was an 18 inch barrel, 75 grain bullet, 1100 yards. It was real inconsistent, but I got multiple hits on target because it's an AR and you got 20 of them stuffed up underneath. So, Pretty easy to just keep on sending them downrange. The Tika was shot really well on that as well.
0: And so it begins with the next video our first U Into Precision videos.
1: Yep. Yeah. The, so I had gotten a rifle from U Into Precision to test and review, and uh, that's when my first video started rolling out. My very first video where people saw it was actually a barrel swap video. Um, they had sent me out a 243 and we ended up changing that over to a 6 6.5 Creedmoor. Uh, I didn't have a whole lot of experience with 6 6.5 Creedmoor at the time, so that was a ton of fun. And then I also made a promotional video for to Precision, and I went out and shot 500 yards, or 1,500 yards. And I just made like a cool cinematic style, no tech detail crap, like I just went out there, shot it, made kind of a cool, fun video out of it it to some music and uh that was like the first cinematic style video that i had done that was, that was fun to make
0: that was chase right everybody chase
1: that was actually me that was completely self filmed. the the next promotional you to was me and chase. Ah, okay there we go all right next one is
0: 2017 spike elk hunt
1: yep uh that was the first hunt that i've been on uh, i live in utah so big game hunting is total possibility here. You got elk, mule deer, antelope, all sorts of fun stuff. Uh, you got bear. Uh, so spike elk hunt was my first hunt. I grew up, none of my immediate family hunted, so no one ever taught me how to do it. Luckily I got a buddy uh, up north and he was actually able to go out with me and took me with his family. and We went out and tried to find a spike elk, hiked my ass off and didn't find anything. So that's how it goes. Um, that's a real dose of hunting for you. But it was a ton of fun i love that trip that was, that was a lot of fun
0: one time he shows up <laughs> <laughs> love you <ya. laughs> all right quest for precision 95 tmk success
1: okay back when we were talking about quest for precision i said that it would come up again this is when i finally got my 95 grain tip match kings to shoot well so this is 17 i started that like
0: November 2017.
1: Yeah, I had started that in the beginning of 2017, I assume. And so it took a long time. I wasted a ton of bullets. But what I ended up doing was I finally figured out how to do an overall length test. And I got my bullets close to the lands of the rifle. I set up 20,000s off, as well as I finally found some H4350. Uh, as you guys all know, I went through a real drought of H4350 for a while, and uh, could not find it. I was going to a gun store. Two,
0: Endless amount,
1: Two to three times a week. For probably nine months, yeah. like I mean, well, it kept going on after that, but uh, to that point, it was like nine months religiously going to gun stores, and I finally found a single pound.
0: Where'd you find it
1: at? I ooh, where did I find that three fifty? Most likely Sportsman's Warehouse.
0: I say Sportsman's Shills. Maybe Gallonson's.
1: Mm. I don't remember, but uh, yeah, I, maybe I don't, I don't remember exactly where I got that from.
0: It's a hot commodity.
1: Yeah, and the problem is once it starts drying up, people are like, "Oh, I guess I better buy all of the H forty three fifty I see," <laughs> and so I was just always wrong place, wrong time. Could never find any.
0: Did anyone else ever have that problem, or was it just a Utah thing?
1: Oh, it was a bunch of people. Yeah, there's a real drought, and currently I think it's reloader twenty six. Nobody can find, it. so it comes and goes. Just, it's probably because reloader twenty six is a suitable substitute for H forty three fifty. So H forty three fifty disappeared. People started using reloader twenty six. Now they've shot all that, and now you can't get that. But H forty three fifty is on the shelf. So that's good.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. It's Nexus U mount how tos.
1: So Nexus U mount. I met up with uh, I met up with them at a gun show, and. He, was, he let me borrow one and to use it and make videos with. But I made some how-to videos for him to help uh, communicate to his customers what it was capable of, what you could do with it, to kind of show it off a little bit. But Nexus U-Mount has been really instrumental in a lot of my popular videos. And so I really wanted to give them a shout out and uh, as well as just kind of document the timeline of when I got that. Because they also, he gave me ideas to make some of the most popular videos that I have, it was directly his idea like, you should go do this. The content isn't out there and I know people want it and everything he's told me to do turns to gold. So kind of got to believe him there. There Next is U-mount. Really cool way to look through a scope or a selfie mode or third person or first person kind of like video game look down the side of your rifle. It's really cool, a little digital mount for your rifle.
0: Very cool. All right, Tika stock and barrel.
1: Okay, this was just after Black Friday. I remember sitting at your family's Thanksgiving, and uh, I had purchased my Boyd stock for a sweet deal. Um, yeah, I got my barrel, and I got my barrel off eBay for a good deal, and then I got a stock for the Tika. The plan at this point was to build it into a long-range rig. Uh, there was two forty-three with the one to ten twist. The original plan was to do like a 243 AI with a tighter twist, but for the same cost, I could go up to a seven millimeter and get better performance.
0: That's what I have to say about that. Yeah, nothing. I don't know. Okay, next one is six five Creedmoor UPR. Ten. Ten.
1: Yeah. So at this point
0: was pausing for dramatic effect.
1: Yeah, backing up, uh, (laughs) I had taken that the first you into precision, test and review. I had given that back at that point. Uh, Later on, they contacted me, seeing if I'd be interested in making more videos, as well as them supplying me with a rifle, and uh, I was happy to oblige. And uh, from that point on, I had my own rifle to make videos with. And as you guys have seen, I made a ton of videos with them. I absolutely love that gun. Uh, It's definitely one of my favorites. The UN Precision guys themselves are freaking awesome. They stand behind their product. They work with shooters to help develop better products as well as they are shooters. So they're making good stuff right out of the box. Um, I've only had like one issue with one of my rifles and they stood behind it, helped me out, got it fixed up. And uh, I know that they'll do the same for anybody else. For example, uh, they had a generation one bolt in the UPR-10 and a generation two bolt um, anybody with a generation one, they will replace that bolt for free with the gen two if you just send in your old one and then they'll send you out the new one straight across trade. And that thing to machine it, I'm sure, is a couple hundred dollars. And so they're literally just handing out your new upgraded bolt just to make sure that it's as good as it can possibly be because they want their rifles to be awesome. So you went to Precision, they're a great group of guys. They really stand behind their stuff, and uh, they're American, made American materials. Uh, I love those rifles, man. They're super comfortable. I love, I love those guns.
0: We're right out there in eastern Utah of Duchesne. Duchesne, Duchesne. Yep. Which, if you look at the spelling of Duchesne, it looks like it says Duchesne. Duchesne. I don't know how to spell it. I had to ask one of them how to spell it the other day when I needed the address out there. <laughs> Can you spell Duchesne now?
1: I think it's D-U-C-H-E-S-N-E, something like that. Sure. Doesn't make any sense. So I don't know. No. I was probably wrong.
0: Starvation, Lake Utah, Dushane, Same place. Just a little side note. <laughs> okay. Oh, but this is when something else began.
1: Oh, yeah. At that time, uh, I had started my Instagram for West Desert Shooter uh, on my own personal account. I'd always bounce between like BMX content, or uh, that's really what that started as as well. So it's just like family stuff. Yeah, selfies with. Myself and my. Were you married at that point? Yes. At this point, we've been married for two years. Selfies of me and my wife. What
0: are you talking about? We dated for three years before that.
1: That's why I was asking. I didn't (laughs) know. I've been married. I knew (laughs) I was with Jade, so.
0: Yeah, for a long time. Well,
1: at least this video isn't getting me in trouble. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So put up pictures of myself and whatnot. I just wanted to separate like the gun stuff because I knew most people there didn't care for the guns. So I wanted it to be, the people who wanted to see it could follow it there. Yeah. So that's why I started the West Desert Shooter Instagram, which is definitely my most used platform. Uh, I hang out on Instagram way more than I do YouTube or anything else.
0: Would you say you don't necessarily put up videos like what do you what do you post to your Instagram? Like what what content do you find
1: there? Stories is a great way to go for just seeing what I'm up to day to day, as well as like if I'm just in the reloading room, just tinkering on something, I'll throw up a picture of that. And, um, I'll throw up pictures of the rifles out there. I'll share funny stuff that I've seen. Um, yeah, just kind of basic Instagram stuff. Just. Pretty pictures of the guns.
0: Have you ever thought about doing like an IGTV video series through there? I mean, maybe. I've
1: done a few IGTV videos. Um, I like to, I don't know. I kind of like to keep it on YouTube as far as videos go. Okay. Uh, I model in my underwear on there, just like everyone else with a rifle. Uh, <laughs> just basic Instagram. Stuff. It'll get you
0: more more likes at that point, right? Yeah, ex-
1: that's it. Works for everyone else.
0: Oh, right. <laughs> okay. Next one is How to Reload 243
1: Series. Yeah, so the How to Reload 243 Series was basically the culmination. This is when I kind of made the switch from learning to trying to teach. And so at this point, I'm trying to help people at least just share the knowledge that I had on How to Reload. And uh, I break it down step by step. How to select a powder charge, how to select a bullet, choosing brass companies. Like, I, I really broke it down and it was like a 10-part series or so as well as as the series went on i was doing new load development on a new bullet that i had never shot before and then i took it out did some accuracy testing with it with multiple powders chronographed it and then went and shot it long range so it chronicled me learning and working with the new bullet as well as teaching people how to do it as i went and i felt that was the most that's kind of like the most organic way to do it but that's it didn't get a whole lot of views because i kind of there was a scare for a little bit that YouTube was gonna get rid of all reloading content, which is not true, it was mostly just cast-led stuff. So I, I actually pulled that playlist down and I uh, put quite a few of the videos on private and then I later on went back public with them, but uh, just kind of lost all steam at that point and they just sat there kind of stagnant. There's good information in there though.
0: I was say, I know you were, for a while, a lot of you guys were looking to see if there was another video platform to even post all your videos on.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah the big one that we ended up going to is the reloaders network I'm still an author over there uh, admittedly I'm not on there as much as I should be there's a ton of great content over there as well as a lot of exclusive content at this point say so they run through a Vimeo account to get around YouTube's bullcrap so it's loads of bacon who uh, is the admin over there as well as a bunch of other great gun channels um, so the reloaders networks a great place to go and find a bunch of sh- shooting content
0: Perfect. Alright, next one is your last 243 trip, 500 and 1,000
1: yards. Yeah, so after doing that How to Reload 243 series, I remember this. I was trying to get that done because I had that barrel on stock laying there. I wanted to finish up that series before I tore the rifle apart. And so I went out and shot 500 yards uh, with the Sierra 100 grain Game King. And I shot like a two and a half inch group of 500 with a 243. That was like my best group I'd ever shot that far out. Um, and then I went out and shot at a thousand yards. And the entire time I had my 243, I was always conscious of not getting my barrel too hot. But at that point I knew that I was pulling it off. So I just started sending them. It was, it was a good time getting bolt happy. It was a good time.
0: Yeah. Now this next one, I think I know only because it makes me laugh every time I read the comments on this video. How much zoom do you need? <laughs> Is this the one where everyone's like, the music's too loud. Yep. (laughs) Like you gotta give people a break because at this point, I mean, videos are still kind of a new, I mean, you're still learning, you know what I mean? And so it wasn't necessarily a new thing to you, but.
1: People are complaining about the free content that they're getting. Uh, Right. That's the funny part to me. So this gets back to the Nexus U-Mount. I used that to make this video. Uh, He told me to make, he said that this video needed to be made looking through a scope looking at targets at different magnifications at long range to give people an idea of how much magnification they might want in an optic and i did it just to basically as a thank you to them just to be like all right man i appreciate the ideas Thanks you for your product whatnot Um, here's the video that we discussed and that video blew up and i never expected it to and so uh, it wasn't as polished as it should have been the audio was kind of crappy the video footage itself was really shaky because it was windy and I couldn't get stable not a good video at all not and it was like one of my worst that I had made
0: I don't know if it's a. I I mean it wasn't a bad video it really isn't it's just I feel like people like to complain about anything and everything
1: this one's just fine well it's not a good video and I I would stand by that it is not a good video but then people just complain and once once you start getting like traction on a video like that, all the trolls come out. Like once YouTube's like, let's share it with people, the people <laughs> who normally aren't watching your videos, uh, then get the opportunity to make fun of your videos. So there's a little, that comes along with the territory of just getting more views, but uh, that's absolutely one of my most viewed videos to this day. And it's got just over 440,000 views at this time. So that's one of my biggest videos. I think that's number three
0: or four. Nice. I still think it wasn't that poorly made.
1: It wasn't awesome.
0: <laughs> We've now finished side one. Where are we at? Side two. You know, I feel like this is a friends episode when Rachel and Ross are trying to get back together and Rachel writes a really long letter to Ross on why they should get back together and he falls asleep because it was or like 13 pages front and back. Cool is- story, nerd. <laughs> <All right>. <laughs> <laughs> just, just for my friends, friends out there. Okay. Whatever. I don't know that episode
1: amazingly because you make me watch all of them all the time.
0: Oh, I don't make you. Okay. Next one is 7 WSM build.
1: Yep. So I finally shot Tika for the last time. Tore the barrel off it. I took it over to a friend's house. He basically put the rifle back together. Um, had a few hiccups along the way, but I at the end of it, I had a 7 WSM, uh, a 7 WSM instead of a 243 Tika. So we go through the process of changing it from a 308 bolt face up to a magnum bolt face, and uh, changing everything out—the barrel, stock, scope, scope base—like a complete transformation. That's a cool video to watch, as it goes from a stock Tika to like a custom precision rifle. at The end of it.
0: So
1: that's the new air barrel no that that's tika 2.0 oh um yeah the, yeah but tika 2.0 had some issues it, ended it doesn't up wait because
0: being... the freaking dishwasher uh, can you not hear the dishwasher No. <laughs> well, <okay.
1: laughs> so tika 2.0 ended up having some issues and ended up getting rebuilt after not too long after making it
0: I got distracted by the dishwasher. Yeah. I think you need to redo that. It's, it's fine. Oh, okay. Okay. All, right.
1: All right. 6.5. No, we're right here. Um, oh, now
0: we're at the new AR-barrel. That's what I just asked.
1: Okay. Sorry. I didn't hear you. All right. So we've, at the same time of rebuilding the Tika, um and starting load development on that, I also got a new AR-15 barrel and the chamber on that was super tight. My reloading dies were not able to resize it down to the size that they needed to be which were causing severe issues, the bolt was getting locked up. And uh, I put up a video basically just saying like, hey, I'm having issues. And uh, it's amazing how many AR-15 experts there are out there. So. But some people really did have good, good advice. A lot of people just made fun of me for my rifle not working. So thanks to everyone else <laughs> on that one. Um, but between those two, my Tika wasn't ready to shoot long range. My AR was jammed up and not working. That left me shooting my UPR-10, which is still a relatively new rifle for me at the time. And uh, it really, it gave me a ton of time to shoot that rifle. And I, pretty much just, that's when I fell in love with the platform and just using it. And that's one of my favorite rifles to this day. good cool. All
0: right, 6-5 Creedmoor, one mile attempt.
1: Yep. First time shooting, first time trying to shoot one mile. You were with me. We were shooting out of the bed of my truck. I even let you try it. Ultimately it came down to I was chasing my bullet splash too much I never just sat and like shot at the target and then shot again to see if my bolt was being consistent I was shooting 140 grain bullets uh, using hybrid 100v powder and uh, I think that my velocity spreads were a little too crazy as well as just not understanding how to really shoot that far um, like I would shoot and I'd see my bullet land here, so I would try and like correct for it and then I'd shoot and it wasn't consistent. And so I just couldn't quite figure out how to put the puzzle together. But uh, later on, we got that puzzle figured out.
0: I like puzzles.
1: <laughs> yeah, we know. <laughs> uh, but uh, what do you think of trying to shoot a while? Do you remember waiting the three seconds for the bolt to show up?
0: Yeah, I do. That was a fun one. It was it was different just because I thought, you know not necessarily that it was impossible, but I had never I just never seen you do it before. So I thought it was fun to try and see you challenge yourself and do something new.
1: Yeah, and uh, yeah, exactly. That's that's what this is all about. If you notice that my distances get further the whole time and I go crazier with different things that I try, it's to just continue challenging myself and learn how to learn how to overcome.
0: Right, it's just for yourself. You're not doing it for the views. You're not doing it for well, Insta. <laughs> Gotta do it for the gram. I'm always doing it for the gram. I know it.
1: But another thing about that mile, um, I think it really helps you realize how far a mile is. Yeah. Like to try and shoot your bullet that far, you're like, oh, okay, it's shooting a mile. Well, if you like had, if you set your target somewhere and then drive away in the desert, it you're driving for a long time because you're only like idling because of the rough terrain. right? And it's a solid five or 10 minute drive out from your target.
0: Well, and even at that point too, like I remember how many people and still are to this day. I mean, it's a little different out where we live now. We don't have, or we just haven't been able to explore places to really shoot a mile at. But like where we were at in the West desert, was perfect. People living out east or anywhere else, they don't have that privilege of being able to shoot out a mile.
1: Yeah, it's a, it's a pretty rare opportunity someone even has the ability to do that. And that also highlights another reason why I made the channel is uh, to share with people what that's like. Yeah. I mean, because I know that some people don't have the ability, so live vicariously through YouTube channel. A little ton of people do it. That's why people watch like toy unboxing videos and stuff. which. <laughs>
0: or people playing video games.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like maybe you don't have the ability to do what they're doing in the video. Like moto blogging is a great one. A lot of people aren't ready to commit to buying a motorcycle, so they watch people ride motorcycles. I mean, that's, that's just kind of what YouTube's about. Yeah. So sharing with people the experience of what it would be like to be out in the West Desert with virtually unlimited distance that you can go shoot your rifle. That's what I try and share with people.
0: That's it. Good. Okay. Mm-mm-mm. Scope
1: zoom compared, 500, 1,001 miles. Yes, this is the. How much scope zoom do you need? Okay. People were complaining about the quality of that video. Using my Nexus U mount for that, I used my Nexus U mount again. It was nothing to do with the Nexus U mount. Sorry, that sounded bad. <laughs> but uh, I used that again to do this video, which is a refined video, no music way better, uh, comparisons. I actually took screenshots and put them side by side, look at different magnifications using a Cytron S3 8 to 32 power, as well as a Vortex Viper 6 to 24 power and just like direct side by side comparisons, zooms, uh, first focal plane versus second focal plane. And then it was a uh, thousand yards, one mile, 500 yards at different size targets. And I tried to put my crosshairs right on the targets for this one. Um, so it's just, All around, I put effort into this one. I tried to make it look good and polish it, and that's one of my most successful videos as well. So that one's continued to grow over the time as well. And that's, again, that's one of my most viewed
0: videos. So. Cool. All right, this one is your first F-Class match. Now, is this the one uh, your uncle came up for? Is that your very first one?
1: Yeah, so my uncle uh, shot competitively for the Navy. uh, High-power rifle, unsupported. Um, so there's a local F-Class match about 20 miles from where I live. My uncle had to tr- travel across the state of Utah to come up and uh, help me out through that. But it was a ton of fun. I was really glad that he came up. He was able to share that with me and uh, help me get out there and learn make sure I knew what I was doing. Uh, I actually have a podcast with Justin who runs that F-Class match, and uh, he gives you some insights on the, basically how it's run, what some of the rules are. You get to take a look at some of Justin's equipment. Um, but... Run's a great match, super laid back, really fun. Uh, that was a really fun match, and it was the first uh, type of competitive shooting that I had done. So that was kind of a just, it was a new experience for me. Uh, I had gone out and shot by myself in the desert, but the real question, like, put you, in a, put you on stage in yeah. front of other people where they can see how you're doing, and then not only that, compete against them. So it's a little bit different. But uh, the F class matches are real fun, so I'm I'm super stoked on those. I I really enjoy them. They're a ton of fun.
0: So, yeah, I think I enjoyed watching them as well. It wasn't it was just fun fun to see a group of guys that share the same similar interests and then really showing what is what it is that they can do.
1: Yeah, and not only that, it's a very diverse group of people. I yeah, because I
0: mean, young some really young kids. Yeah. Up to really old guys out there kicking yeah. ass like yeah the old guys are good gotta watch out for the old guys. Yeah. Um,
1: but if you want to learn reloading techniques go talk with the f class guys they are crazy it, dialed in. they know what they're doing mm-hmm. uh and i've asked justin some reloading advice as well and yeah they they they're the ones who take the time to do every experiment and they know what shoots better so if you're looking for advice talk to one of those guys that's you'll find some they're a wealth of knowledge over there. And then the downside is most of them are older guys. And like, as unfortunate as that is, a lot of that knowledge is getting lost. So you need to go talk to those guys while you can. Yeah.
0: All right, where are we at? First F class. I don't know
1: what that says, SCAR? Yeah, uh, SCAR17, 1000 yards. Um, so I actually met up with a kid from Instagram. Uh, just messaged him back and forth. He was local, not too far away from where I was. Uh, Went and met up with the dude uh, with rifles, meeting a stranger with rifles in the desert, what could go wrong? And uh, he brought a suppressed SCAR 308 out there and he had never shot a thousand yards. So I helped him shoot a thousand yards, made for a great video, really cool rifle. And not only that, he was at a real disadvantage. He had a short barrel and a 308, which some people call a disadvantage. Other people will say it's the only way to go. Uh, I fall on the side of disadvantage, but... (laughs) A little bit of cartridge poking out. I'm a six five, <laughs> hour guy. <laughs> yeah, I don't three oh eight. Um but no, David did really awesome. We went out there, went out there, shot, had a lot of fun, uh, got some cool pictures, uh, went off roading for a little bit, but that was a good day and uh, it it's always fun to meet new people, hang out, make new friends, so that was an opportunity to do that.
0: But who we really need to go take out shooting is who?
1: Oh, yeah. uh, Post Malone, <laughs> open invite, dude. I know that you're a fan of firearms. I've seen uh, pictures from Gallinson's. Uh I'm more than welcome, or I'm more than willing to go out there and help, help you learn how to shoot long range, as well as uh, another YouTube guy, Do It With Dan. Uh, he's a motor vlogger. I've watched his content for a long time because I'm one of those people who's not ready to commit to buying a motorcycle. <laughs> so I watch him ride it and uh, no, he's really into guns as well. Uh, he lives back East though. Doesn't have the opportunity to shoot far. So open invitation, come on out. I'd love to go shooting with either of those two. So do it with Dan, a YouTube famous guy or Post Malone, a worldwide known musician.
0: Who lives in Utah.
1: Yeah, it was in Utah. It's, it's not even a big deal. It's a couple hours.
0: <laughs> Alright, so we are now at... Ooh, this has my name on it. It does. Alright. <laughs> okay, if any of you guys have ever seen this video, you know how many shots it took to make this video. I can't remember why we even decided to do it. Okay, so the name of it is Mrs. WGS Accuracy Review on the AR-15.
1: So, a little background. I had gone out and shot groups with the new AR-15 barrel. I had got it functioning again. Um, And so I was just doing accuracy on it. And I didn't want to just do another boring target review video. So I was like, what if Jade does it? Because people like guns, people like women, put the two together, what could go wrong? So why don't you talk them through your experience on that video, what you thought of that? Um,
0: I really just wanted Logan to hold note cards behind the camera because when it comes to like, Accuracy review. So he's literally talking numbers that mean yeah, nothing yeah. to me.
1: She doesn't know what she's saying, so I have to say word for word <laughs> what she needs to say. But she has to memorize. he has to memorize. So I'm like, Varget 24.5 grains, Hornady 75 grain Boattail Hollow Point. Which if you don't know what that means, it's hard to remember. Like it's it, nonsense. But uh, yeah, she did really good. We ended up getting all all of it taken care of. Finally. And then we have a ton of bloopers at the end is really funny. She's swearing at me and laughing <laughs> and like for no reason at all, she just busts up laughing. It's a good video. It's it's entertaining. I like watching that one it's funny.
0: I was I'm not I still am not, ever, but like comfortable behind the camera. And so for me, it just it was a fun thing to do. I liked it. Um it was silly, something different. So
1: what's interesting is coming up you're in quite a few videos here. So like, apparently we went through this point in time where like you wanted to be part of the videos.
0: Yeah, yeah. All right, next one is track review.
1: Yeah, tracked optics. Uh, Vaughn Precision was kind enough to send over his track that he had got in. Uh, he was very impressed by it, so he wanted me to check it out. He sent it over my way. I was able to go out shooting with it a couple of times and very impressed by it as well. Uh, really sweet scope and it was from a company that I hadn't heard of it at the time so it's always cool to hear about new companies like that um sent it my way and then i ended up sending it off to the social regressive reluctantly because that was a really sweet piece of glass it was honestly like the first really nice piece of glass that i'd handled before i mean german glass super quality turrets large scope body like just all around solid scope um in my safe i currently have one now and uh the tract is probably one of my most trusted scopes if i like absolutely need to get a shot then the tract is going on so that's how i feel about track a lot of people laugh how do you like the track and it's after a positive review on the video it's like yeah dude i'm not bsing you man like i like that thing so track makes good stuff
0: cool all right next one is upr 15 224 valkyrie
1: yeah at this point in time uh, uinta had only had an ar-10 upper available and they had just come out with the new upr-15 they had been sending out teasers on instagram for a while and i was itching to get behind one of those and at the time 224 valkyrie had also just been released so <laughs> 224 valkyrie had just been released and they uh, they asked whatever cartridge i wanted There was a 65 grand 223 or valkyrie and so i figured New cool round uh, would probably get more attracted, more attraction as far as views go. So that would also help, that would also help promote their upper. And also for myself, uh, I got to see what the new Valkyrie was about and see how their upper handled. And uh, the really great shooting rifle, if you put a muzzle brake on a Valkyrie, it is so ridiculously no recoil, especially on the bolt gun, just a blast to shoot. You can lay down behind that thing and shoot it all day long as well as it shoots really far. I mean, I had shot it up to 1300 yards at this point. I need to go stretch that number out a little bit, but uh, even Jada shot it a few times and every time she says that she's enjoyed it. So it's been a fun one. Okay,
0: next one is 6'5 precision load development.
1: Yeah, this kind of ties back into the F class match. Uh, this is for my 6'5 Creedmoor, you went precision. And uh, basically this is the first time I'd ever really just dialed in couple loads for a rifle and at that point they were good to go i stopped messing with reloading like from the start to this point i'd just been picking picking away at all my different reloading things and like it was never good enough and like i had basically like make up excuses not to go shoot far because like oh i don't have a load that's really dialed in and so finally i was like you know what i'm figuring it out i got them dialed in and i was like i want to freaking shoot so at that point, I just went out, shot a lot, enjoyed target shooting, reminded myself why I do it is because to have fun shooting long range, it's not just about nitpicking every little detail on reloading. So it was a good reminder to kind of like bring myself back home and just enjoy it again. So that's, that was a big deal, is I the load development series on there, as well as good information. You can go in there, check out my precision reloading, and some of the best groups I've ever shot are in there. It's
0: pretty neat. It's just a subtle reminder um, to stop pounding on the table.
1: Yeah, my first podcast uh, <laughs> with Jade here the whole time we're talking like, keep smacking the table around. So we're we're trying to be conscious of not doing that. Right. So, for the for the viewers.
0: <laughs> <laughs> just for something else for them to complain about. Yeah. Alright, next one. Jade shoots the Valkyrie and 6-5 accuracy review
1: yeah so this is right about the same time we went up to the mountains and (coughs) the what the mountains uh, (laughs) yeah i gave the opportunity for jade to shoot the valkyrie uh, shot off a tripod do you remember doing that
0: oh is that up in um up at the b yeah
1: yeah so just fun day up in the mountains with wife uh just casually shooting like two or three hundred yards just having a good time and it was kind of illustrate that upr 15 in as well as the Valkyrie cartridge is a great cartridge choice for shooting long range. It's fun to shoot. Female shooters enjoy it. It's accurate. It's just fun. So just kind of highlighting that. Yeah.
0: Although I don't enjoy the part of hiking the targets up (laughs) and then hiking them back down. That was my least favorite part of going target shooting.
1: It was like 50 yards and we went up 50 feet in elevation maybe. Oh lies. It's not that bad.
0: For whatever reason, that one stands out the most to me.
1: You should uh, try going on a spike elk huh?
0: No. Or what was that one video? Do mean did you make a video series on the one where we left that target up in the desert? No. You never made a video series of that. Never
1: shot that target.
0: You never shot at it.
1: I had I had a target. You staff. shot
0: at it, but you never shot it.
1: No, I never shot at it.
0: Then so why did we bring that target all the way up the mountain? <laughs>
1: one point in time, I stashed a target out in the desert, like up a canyon, like hidden away. Up a and mountain. It, and it sat there for months and just got snowed on and all that. Nothing ever happened. I never shot at it. As I drive by, i always make sure it was there. And like, just never touched it. Did you
0: ever go back and retrieve it?
1: Yep, I still got it. No. That was one of the last things I did before I moved. So. I
0: remember
1: that. Yeah, I had my last trip out to my spot in the desert. It was my two, ooh, 2,000 yard trip.
0: Is that on here? Oh, it is on here. Yeah. Before we moved. All right, next one is milk jug challenges and zombie challenges.
1: Yeah, this was a, this is a fun one because like the standard, it almost seems that Bryce from Long Range Shooters, Utah had come up with like shooting a milk jug at 1000 yards and a ton of people have done it. And it's, it's kind of like, it tells you how good someone is. If they can hit a milk jug at 1,000 yards, they're a pretty good shooter. And so I was honestly a little nervous going into it because it was like, am I going to be able to do it? And so you get 10 rounds, you have a time limit of 10 minutes and you're supposed to verify that it's 1,000 yards. I haven't done it at the official Long Range Shooters of Utah event, which I probably should go and do, um, but I set up my own, went out there, I think I set up at like 1,000, 10 yards, something like that, and uh, successfully, Got a hold of a milk jug of a thousand yards. Now here's the thing: I shot two types of ammo through the same 6.5 Creedmoor in the Precision Load Development series. I had a 140 grain and a 147 grain. So I didn't like keep dope from one shot to the next. Uh, so I used the one. I don't remember which ones I used on which shot. There's. I used one for zombies, one for milk jugs, and I shot a thousand yards. Uh, uh, milk jug first, 1,000 yard zombies. Uh, you can only move on to the next jug or zombie if you hit the target successfully before that. And I did end up going from 1,000, 1,200, and uh, I, ooh, did I get my 1,500 yard milk jug? I don't remember. I know I didn't. in the video. It would be in the video. Uh, I didn't get my zombie at 1,500 because I still have the zombie. I don't remember if I emptied the milk jug or not. But as the day went on, because it takes a lot of time to run back and forth to your target, filming it and doing all that, uh, it takes a long time to do that, as well as the wind had gotten worse and worse through the day. So the further out I was going, the more difficult and challenging it was becoming, as well as I was using a fixed 12 power SWFA scope. And so 12X is pretty good at 1,000, 1,200 it's starting to get pretty small in a 1,500 are like where are those zombie head impacts going on? And so it was a little tricky, as well as my target, my zombie heads were blowing around in the wind, so that didn't do me any favors. <laughs> but uh, real fun challenges, uh, I was able to get a hold of my milk jug uh, on my third shot at 1,000 yards, so that made me feel pretty good about it. Like,
0: can you put your hands in your pockets? Nah, that's all right. No.
1: <laughs> I can't keep my beer in my pocket, bro. Oh, right. I'm having two beers, one for every 10,000 subscribers, which yeah. I, I think this is the first time I've drank on any of my videos.
0: Last so. podcast, it was me. Yeah, you were drinking. <laughs> I was the one drinking, so, and now I'm the one not drinking. So cheers
1: to everyone, 20,000 subscribers, I appreciate it. We'll keep <laughs> going. We'll, we'll do this again at 100K. There we go.
0: 100? What well, I mean, like, that's the next mile point?
1: Yeah, 50K, whatever. 21,000, okay.
0: yeah. <laughs> I don't care. We have another video. You guys, so. we made it to 21,000. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next one is Family Shoots, one thousand
1: yards yeah so i again get back to the whole nitpicking coming up with excuses not to go shoot i'd always told people like yeah let's go shoot and uh just never really happened because i wasn't ever happy with how dialed in the loads were uh so i finally just put my money where my mouth was loaded up a bunch of ammo because i had the good validated loads at this point I took my mom out my brothers just i took my family out a couple of my buddies and uh, set up a target at a thousand yards and gave everyone the opportunity to come out and try out the 65 creedmoor my mom got her first round impact at a thousand yards after i had got the elevation pretty near where it needed to be so she was fighting the wind still and uh, she did exactly what i told her put around on target uh, she giggled about that one because when she shot, I didn't have like a good spot on the target. Uh, I was trying to get my rifle settled in. I was using another rifle scope as a spotting scope. And uh, so I'd like come on target just after it hit and I could see the familiar like bullet splash and like all the dirt. And I was sitting there for a second and I waited for the ring to come back. And uh, sure enough, she hit it on her first shot. And so she didn't realize it. I didn't realize it until after that ring came back. I told her she hit it she just starts giggling. So that was a real fun one. Yeah, I really like that video. Uh, Jade shot a thousand in that video as well i don't i remember in our last podcast we were arguing over whether you got a first round hit or not and uh i, just, I still don't know yeah i'd have to watch the video again <coughs> my brother my brother garrett's really good behind a rifle uh he's just naturally talented and all the hard work i put into it he just has it so um he was able to connect to the thousand on his first shot uh my stepdad shot it and uh yeah it was it was a great time i really enjoyed that video it means a lot to me on that one so.
0: also karma gets you in that video. Karma gets you Well, I mean, it got me because I thought I was trying to be silly and get behind you in one of your videos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: So she's trying to photo bomb a video that I've got going on and I'm focused through the scope. I have no idea what's going on behind me.
0: So I decide to pop up behind his video. I thought it'd be really funny. I've got my headphones in. I can't hear anything.
1: My stepdad's like, oh good idea. Let's go sneak up behind Logan too and we'll both make faces at her. Right as she turns around, I smack heads into each other really bad. I still have no idea this happened until I edited the video. So
0: it was like <laughs> the best moment. It was like American home videos, whatever. Perfect moment.
1: Yeah, that was, uh, and I got it on camera, so there we go. So dumb. Reasons to record your shooting trips.
0: <laughs> okay, then oh UPR fifteen hits the mark.
1: Yeah. This is the promotional video that I did for the UPR 15. Uh, this is the one that I went out with my buddy Chase that we were talking about. And uh, he was my videographer for the day and just helped me get cool cinematic shots. Again, no BS. It's set to music. You go out there and this one, I had multiple targets set up. So I hike up to a hillside, engage multiple targets at different distances, throw the rifle back on my bag and then walk out of there and take off like a bat out of hell like in my Tacoma through the desert. So That's cool. Okay. Uh,
0: Cause Chase does, or has done in the past like motocross videos and right
1: he's just kind of got he, he's, he's got it. a natural talent too yeah he's naturally talented dude but uh just he's into it just one of my buddies i knew i could trust on to help me make a cool video yeah so thanks chase i appreciate it man yeah you
0: guys uh, good job all right then oh you start a podcast there we go
1: i start the muzzle blast podcast so you're starting to get a timeline we're getting pretty close to the end yeah. um but yeah muzzle blast podcast is something I've wanted to do for a long time but I, I didn't know how to start a podcast it turns out there's a free app and it's super simple and you just do a podcast just like everybody else does so uh I don't I don't know I, at the time I didn't realize that there's as many like long range shooting podcasts as there were there are a few out there like the precision rifle media podcast and like some other guys but for the most part I hadn't really heard of any and uh, just Again, wanted to put out the content that I consumed. Uh, as far as I knew at the time, there wasn't the content that I wanted to consume, so I tried to create it. So hopefully 15 people listen to this and they enjoy it. Maybe
0: <laughs> be worth it. Let's so, yeah. see, it's just another fun way to-
1: Share with people. Right. Open up dialogue. Yeah, just hang out and offer another way for people to enjoy this. Exactly. So, yeah, I, I really enjoy the Muzzle Blast podcast. I need mean, to do more uh, just with guests. It's hard to get the audio good as well without having them there. And so it's a little bit challenging in schedules and all that kind of stuff. That's why Jay is our first repeat guest here because the scheduling... <laughs> I workout, live here. Yeah, that'd be why. <laughs>
0: yeah. Guess we need to start flying people out, huh? Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> or they need to buy their own plane tickets. <laughs> we can't afford that. <laughs> Alright, uh, okay, so SHOT Show
1: 2019. Yeah, first time I'd ever been to SHOT Show. Went there with you into Precision. Uh, We were able to do industry day at the range. I worked there all day for the show. Um, It was really awesome. I was able to go out and visit a bunch of the vendors and companies that I had worked with through YouTube, but I had never actually met the people, and so I was able to go out and shake some hands, give them personal thank yous. So that was a really awesome opportunity. And. I will be going to SHOT Show 2020 with you precision, doing the whole week over again, meeting the new people that I've met that haven't been able to meet yet, meeting up with old friends. So really excited for SHOT Show 2020. That's gonna be a fun.
0: 2020.
1: One. Yeah. Coming up here in just the next month.
0: Great. Right.
1: It's coming down to it. I'm excited.
0: I can't believe that's already been a year. I remember it like it was just you were you were a little schoolgirl. You were so excited about SHOT Show. Yeah. I mean, it is an exciting thing, because I mean, you,
1: I mean, it's like the, yeah, I mean, it's the epitome of what anybody who's into guns, like, yeah, it's the ultimate gun show is yeah. what it is. That's yeah. really what it is. If you're into firearms, that's where you want to go. And then there's people who are like, oh, the, they poo-poo on CHOT show. Oh, that's where all the cool people go. They all the people do that for whatever <laughs> reason. Just, uh, I think ultimately they just can't go and they want to go. So. Yeah,
0: it's definitely a cool thing.
1: Shop Show is awesome. You're gonna meet a lot of cool people.
0: All right. Ooh, is this your 22 you buy? You're buy a T1X.
1: Yep, that's one of my most popular videos in the last year. Uh, Gallantin? No. You did, but no,
0: you bought your you bought your 22 from Gallantins because I met you after work.
1: Yeah. Oh, where is that? I, ri- no, I originally was going, no, that was my CZ. Yeah. I think I got that from Gallinson's. So my first first rifle I ever bought, I bought from Gallinsons. They just had good prices. I bought my Sig 938 from them. And, uh, and then the T1X, they actually have been around for more than a hundred years in Salt Lake. So Gallantons knows what's going on.
0: So There's multiple trips. They literally were across the street from where I worked in downtown Salt Lake. Mm -hmm. So let me be like, Hey.
1: So also this is the first 22 that I've owned. Yeah. So, I mean, like everybody always talks about, oh, you need a to I hadn't owned one, but uh, the new Tika had come out, had the same pr- footprint as the T3. It also accepts the same triggers as the T3s. So a uh, really cool design. Uh, a lot of people were buying Voodoos to clone their uh, their like centerfire rifles. Well, the action, like I don't have a Remington action, so a Voodoo would just seem a little bit weird to me. Um, so I got the Tika T1X. Uh, just. Super fun little gun to shoot. I mean, I drained like 500 rounds through it in the first couple of weeks I had it. And uh, Ms. WDS, I had a couple of comments on it, like, oh, I like your wife's new gun. No, <laughs> like she went out there and shot. Uh, we were shooting a little swinger target at 100 yards, just tearing it up. Ton of fun, super cheap, uh, out in the cold. I remember when I got it, it was cold. It was freezing. But it was, it was fun. Yeah. I like my little Tika T1X video there. I like my Tika T1X rifle.
0: Yes just makes, Gallons makes me think of my little pizza place I left behind. <laughs> I miss that pizza joint. <laughs> yeah,
1: well, maybe next time we're up there, I can buy a rifle, you can get pizza. Oh, yes. Sounds fair, like a deal.
0: Fair trade, fair trade. Okay. Um, oh, yes, this is my favorite one on the list. Oh, was that really? You bought your 22 before this?
1: Like, just before it.
0: Oh, okay, so here... This video about picking up my SOM for from Preferred,
1: sorry. So going back, I built the 7 WSM. You just didn't hear anything about it forever. The rifle wasn't sliding. Yeah, but you can you can hear
0: the slide. Uh,
1: (laughs) So I built the WSM, it didn't work right. I sent it to Uinta to be repaired, see if they could mess with it. They kind of realized that, like, no, it's not salvageable they sent it to uh, Preferred Barrels, which is also a match-grade machine at the time, wasn't preferred yet. Um, So then Preferred worked with those guys, they built me a seven SOM, and before SHOT Show, the rifle showed up there, and I knew that they were working on it, but I never was given a lead time, and now that, like, I know that there is a lead time at this point, but when I first sent it over there, I guess I didn't realize it was gonna take few weeks before i got it back and so i hate to be one of those customers that annoyed them but i was one of those customers that was like <laughs> you guys done yet and it wasn't like to be like where's my rifle it was, i was just excited i was like i want a rifle so uh but yes i went down picked it up directly from them met the guys at Pre- at preferred barrels as well as match grade machine um rylan took me out and we were able to test fire it I uh I was a little pansy. I was not the first one to test fire my seven song. Who did? Rylan got behind <laughs> it. Rylan manned up like the man he is. He got down behind the rifle and shot it. With a, it was like a super mellow load. It's just a little hunting bolt. Like it was literally just like, pop, like it was nothing. Rifle weighed 20 pounds, so it like shot so nice. Uh, and yeah, that's that's the birth of the Tika 3.0 because when I, I had gotten my Modular driven technologies chassis. I have gotten that where my barreled action was not at my house, so I never put it in there. So I went, I drove to Southern Utah, put it all together at their shop, and went out and test fired it. Man, it's been, that thing's been money ever since. I I really like my Tika, uh, as you guys might notice with the videos that I make. Um, she's one of my favorites. I haven't shot it all that much.
0: She, did you hear that? She. Yeah, every
1: rival's a female, what are you talking about? Oh. Deep. Would your rifle be the male as your shotgun guy?
0: I mean, I don't know.
1: Like if you're out there, like she did me, she did me proud, or would you say he did me proud?
0: It it didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. No, so I just think it's funny.
1: It is, yeah. Um, but I really enjoy the Tika. That thing's awesome. Every component that went into that, I worked with multiple companies. They were all awesome to help me out with that. But One of the things I've tried to elaborate on afterward is uh, the the goal of this rifle is to shoot 2000 yards and like some YouTuber guys will just work with anybody who comes up to them, whatever I get it. Um, but this was a very specific goal in mind. So I had to work with specific companies and it wasn't just like an open invitation to anybody. There are specific products and people that I wanted to work with because and I've said this before, you can't bullshit your way to 2,000 yards. Like, it has to work to make it to 2,000 yards successfully. And uh, that's exactly what it did. It shot and kicked some ass at 2,000 yards, which is coming up soon on the list.
0: It is, it is. Uh, before that, though, you did your first NRL 22 shoot.
1: Yeah, went up to uh, Jim Cannon's uh, 22, NRL 22 course. That was up in Hobble Creek. Uh, really fun match. It was, I don't remember if it was fall or spring, but it was a little chilly. By the end of the day, we were in t-shirts. Uh, yeah, that was, that was a fun one. Uh, it was the most attended NRL match in the country on that weekend was the one I went to. Mm-hmm. And so a bunch of really great people up there. It was the first uh, tactical style shoot that I'd gone to because at this point I've done four uh, F-class matches. And this is the first time that i wanted to go try like some tactical shooting figured 22 was a good way to get into it Uh, the tico was only i had only had it like a few weeks at this point hadn't really even tested that many types of ammo but just threw a couple boxes in the bag went and sent it so it was a good time Uh, i used my vortex viper for this one and the vortex viper couldn't parallax below 50 yards so my targets closer than 50 are blurry and you can't see them Bad combination. What's funny is the Diamondback actually goes down to 20 yards, so the cheaper scope is a better choice. And it has the same reticle, so <coughs> I would suggest going with the uh, the Diamondback tactical on that one. But NRL 22, been, it was a fun course, and I need to go out and get another one done. Uh, I'm actually planning on doing that here in the next week or so. Pretty
0: cool. Alright, Creedmoor, some...
1: Norma Mag.
0: Norma Mag. One mile.
1: What's a Norma mag? So a Norma mag, have you heard of the 338 Lapua? Yes. This is the same case head diameter. So it's a great big cartridge. And instead of shooting a 338 bullet, it shoots a 30 cal bullet. And it's from a company called Norma. Oh. So uh, that's what a Norma mag is. Thank you, that's a very good question. Mm. I, I appreciate that. Awesome. Um, so this is a video that I went out and went with a local company, uh, a dude who works, I don't, I don't know if he's a company or what he did, K.O. Customs, uh, Kyle from K.O. Customs, uh, he invited me to go out and shoot long range, he brought one of his buddies out there who had an Accuracy International, uh, he brought a pile of barrels with him, so he shot a 6.5 pre-mort start. And uh, I, this was my first trip to shoot long range with my song. Uh, Ko Customs was kind enough to lend me a suppressor, so we had a uh, earplug-free day at the range, which is awesome. If you ever get the opportunity to do that, definitely do it. Um, everybody's rifles was were silenced, so we had a couple cans there. Ton of fun. It was the first time shooting my own rifle with a silencer on it, so that was a lot of fun. Um, but we were able to connect at a target at a mile, so we all went out there lined up. And we had different rifles, so it was cool to see like what the different dials were for each one. And uh, so I was able to get shot four on target at a mile with my song, pretty good. Uh, K.O. Customs of a 6.5 Creedmoor, uh, had a American Rifle Company, Mousing Field Action, really sweet custom rig and an MDT chassis. Now he's got a to the cam, really pretty rifle, he did a great job on that. And uh, he was successful at getting a couple rounds on target. With a 6.5 Creedmoor, that's not easy and uh, then we finally had the Accuracy International, and he had been shooting a 6.5 Creedmoor barrel, and he's like, all right, let's try out the Norma Mag to see how it compares against the Somme. So he takes his barrel off, puts the Norma Mag barrel on, doesn't check zero, just goes for it at a mile, and gets a first-round impact at a mile, which is really, really difficult to do. Mm. And So that speaks volumes to Accuracy International and a little bit of luck, but uh, yeah. He followed that up with, like, multiple hits after that at a mile. So, those normal mags are no joke. Those things hammer. And when it was hitting, I mean, we had, like, a 60-pound target up there. It was still swinging that target enough to where we could see it swinging out of the mile. So, those those things hit like a hammer. <laughs> Maybe I need one. Yeah, This one says it's got
0: 500,000 views.
1: Yes, that is one of my most popular videos. Again, I think that's my second, second? or third mm-hmm. So that the next one's, one's your most. Yeah, so that's way high up on the list. Just this one of my popular videos. It's one that it still continues to grow. So that one will eventually take over the the next one on the list.
0: Mm-hmm. So this one is your two thousand and twenty two hundred yards song shooting trip.
1: Yes, this shooting trip really memorable because it was recent, as well as uh, the goal that I had when I built the Tika, and so I. I worked with all these companies, and it came down to this moment of like, all right, can it be done? I want to go shoot 2,000 yards. So that's been my goal for like a year and a half. At this point, I want to shoot 2,000 yards with my Tika. Um, go out there, uh, show up in the afternoon or the evening. The, I was driving out with the sun in my eyes. I rarely ended up in the desert in during the sunset. Normally, I go out there early morning, shoot, head home around noon or afternoon. Yeah. So I only had one other trip with my AR-15 at the time where I've been out there during sunset. And it's it's a completely different. It changes where all the shadows are. Like it just seems like a different place. And uh, it was a very red glowing sunset that evening. And uh, it my hillside that I shoot into faces west. So normally I'm facing east and the sun is in my face. It's really annoying. That's why I'm always wearing my big hat. Um, so on the first, night that I was there uh I had showed up I had about an hour of daylight left I was like you know what let's just hurry up set up a target <coughs> and go try and shoot 2,000 yards tonight if it doesn't happen we'll try again in the morning so I set up my target ran back like as fast as I could the intro was like 35 seconds I was like hey what's going on guys I'm gonna shoot 2,000 yards the Then like I laid down behind the rifle and uh start sending some shots uh I didn't there's a couple in there that we didn't have any uh, calls for or it's just like, I don't know if that was a hit or a miss. Showed up to the target, had an impact on the target. So awesome, goal accomplished, really fun. Uh, my stepdad was out there with me that evening. Uh, we camped overnight. That was my first night in my rooftop tent. In the morning, my stepdad had split. Uh, I went back out to the long distance and instead of stopping at 2000 yards and just trying it again, uh, I decided to go beyond that out to 2,200 yards. And the reason I stopped there is just the shape of the train. It's basically the top of a hill. I'd have to go like another two to 300 yards where so I could see my target again. So I didn't want to quite go for 2,500 cause I knew that that was about the max. I could adjust the scope and hold over in my, and hold over in my reticle. So that was like the farthest shot I could do with the setup I had. And, uh, so I got set up 2,200 yards and by myself, no spotter or anything, just me and my cameras out in the desert. Got my third shot uh, impact at 2,200 yards and that video, which I'm, I'm really appreciative of this, that video did really well. So I released those sequentially, I showed the 2,000 first and then I showed the 2,200 following that and just got a lot of traffic on that, it was really great. A lot of subscribers came from that, which I appreciate um but that's currently sitting at 650,000 views the unfortunate part comes to the whole deal with YouTube and demonetization um i don't know if people realize this so it's not just demonetization like if it was just like we're not going to pay you I'm like all right whatever the video stops getting views and it's not entirely like you can still find the video and watch it but i look at the graph of uh, views that I got over like the last 365 days. And when it was first released, it's just this ramp going up and up and up and up and up. And then YouTube demonetizes it after it had been monetized for three months. And, uh, it flatlines that video. It gets a couple views a day and it's just been dead ever since then. So like, ultimately that video is dead. It's never going to get more than like 650,000 views. So it really sucks. I hate that, but it's my most viewed video I have. It's one of the most proud accomplishments I've done, as well as a bunch of companies helped me out a lot with uh, getting that rifle put together. So being able to have that much exposure for all those guys that helped me out, I absolutely love that. That's the video that blew up for me, but uh, that's been my most successful video so far this year, unless. In the next like 20 days, one decides to just skyrocket out of here. Um, now I think that's going to be my, my one for the year. Yeah, that's my home run this year.
0: I remember at that point we had moved and I remember telling everyone at my work kind of, you know, they've been asking questions like, you know, who's your husband? What does he do? And, and I told him what he likes to do for fun. And I had said that, you know, he just recently put out a video of shooting 2000 yards. And I just remember all the guys that were I mean I work with veterans I work with hunters I work with all sorts of guys that are like there's no way he <laughs> didn't shoot 2,000 yards that's impossible you're making lies up
1: 75 MOA with a 183 Sierra Matic-ing at 2975 feet a second that's not impossible
0: yeah so it was just fun to be like no like it is like here's these videos it's moments like those that I like to brag about Logan and, and seeing what he does and then they're like oh shoot, this is a real thing. Like it is possible. And then they want to do it. And so it just, it, it's inspiring. It's not only an accomplishment for you, but it is also inspires other people to try to do it for themselves.
1: Oh, no, that just stretch what you think your limits are is possible. Yeah. yeah. Like now that I've hit 2000 yards. What's next? Further than that. Like you just keep going. That's a that's the beautiful part about long-range shooting. You just keep going. And, uh, like I said, by myself, there's no like huge group of spotters or anything. Like it's just, just me. And I, I really like that about it. Um, but yeah, it's, it's kind of funny at this point. Cause it, it's an, it's almost an awkward thing to tell people because like, I don't want to feel like that bullshitter guy who's like, Oh, I'm, I shoot three miles, mile 308. Ha ha ha. Like, no. And I try and be as humble as I can about it. Um, obviously I'm gloating a little bit here, but.
0: <laughs> but you should be, it's an exciting thing. And it's, it's, it's and fun in that, to talk about. In that video,
1: you can definitely see I'm, I'm really excited to hit that target. It's a little embarrassing for me to watch in front of other people, but uh, no, I, I really enjoy it. But I, I, it was a fun one. That's a huge goal that I had had for a long time and I'm way stoked on accomplishing it. So okay.
0: that's you should. This next one though is another huge accomplishment that you did and something you had never done before that you got to experience and had the chance to go and do uh, your Vortex Extreme, which, yeah. Vortex, yeah, <laughs> I just realized we're both wearing Vortex <laughs>
1: Yeah, Yours looks better on you. than me, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, went and shot the Vortex Extreme. I've well documented this. I went out and shot with my shooting teammate, Riley Baxter, and we were representing Team into Precision, Preferred Barrels, Leupold Optics, MK Machining, and Fueled by Hornady. So, uh, I've actually got a podcast with Riley covering this, as well as a video of the Vortex, and a few others on it, so be sure to check that content out. I won't just keep beating a dead horse there, because that's pretty recent content. Yeah. So hopefully the people who are here now have seen that. If you haven't, please feel free to go check it out. I, uh, I condensed a lot of it down. Um, there's a lot of shooting footage from that. Um, it's not the most beautiful footage ever, because I actually, I was my own film crew, So I would set up a camera and kind of try and get us framed up and then once they said go it was game time I didn't really care about the camera so did what I could but I feel like I got a pretty good solid video put together. I
0: think so because like that wasn't your main focus when you're out there like you wanted to get content so that you could have coverage and and be able to go back and see what you did um but mostly you were out there focusing on shooting the competition.
1: Yeah and we were able to do Better than I thought we were going to do uh, because Riley shot his ass off and carried me. But uh, Oh, you
0: did good too.
1: <laughs> no, uh, we went out and shot. We took seventh out of 77 teams. So I feel real, com- I feel real, I don't know, what did I. am proud of what we accomplished yeah. for our first time at Vortex Extreme. And uh, if we go back again next year, I feel like we could do even better. I definitely know where there's some spots where we could improve.
0: Right. It's always a challenge. It's always about bettering yourself and seeing what you can do. Like myself getting more targets, that would be an improvement. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, definitely. Okay, next one is 338 Lapua AR and OSS.
1: Yeah, so uh, OSS reached out to me. uh, They wanted to have some content shooting their new can really far out and uh, they said that they would bring a 338 Lapua. They would supply the ammo and I not going to turn that down. Go shoot suppressors and play with 338s in the desert. So I went out there about the guys at the OSS as well as Darren from Sword International and uh, put together a video on their package that they had together. Uh, that 338 Lapua is a thing of beauty. It is a really impressive rifle because it's it's so unique. Like almost no one else has done that. And so they've created a super solid, well functioning rifle. And they're one of the first people to do it. Like that's that's really rare to me. It's already refined and works so good. And then in in conjunction with the LSS suppressor that we were using, those uh, don't create back pressure like normal baffled suppressors do. They function a little bit different. The sound of the shooter's ear was so nice and mellow we're shooting a 338 um, semi-auto. And like man, it's just fun to shoot. Went out and shot a mile. I feel terrible though i went out there and uh, i just i didn't feel well during that day and uh <laughs> so sorry oss I, I feel bad i wish i was a little more energetic pumped up to, to be there it was hot um it was it was july at that point or was it that was august at that point yeah. in the desert at like 12 in and at, at noon in the desert so i just wasn't feeling good but i got what i could put together and we got her done we got some hits on the mile so Check that one out. That's one of the ones that have been demonetized, so it hasn't been shared much. Uh, That's on my channel, so please check that out if you want to see a 338 Lapua AR uh, with a suppressor on it shoot a mile, which is like all things that are good. So (laughs) that's a pretty, that was one of the more fun videos I made this year.
0: All right, we are almost done. you made it this far. Yeah, we're real close now. Hanging with us. Um, T1X full build plus 500. Yards is, I'm guessing
1: what 500 is Yeah, there. so this is two different videos. I reveal my T1X full build uh, preferred barrels, did a custom uh, prototype barrel for my Tika T1X uh, because I started working for preferred barrels as well as battery machine. So uh, working with the guys there, I had a T1X and I was willing to tear mine apart to see what it would take to create a new barrel for it. Uh, and they're saying that hopefully spring uh, this coming year Of uh, 2020, spring of 2020, they should have an offering for the T1X. Uh, It's it's just interesting because it has the extractor cut in the barrel, (coughs) and typically those are hard to kind of make work well. So we're a little hesitant because we don't want to we don't want to come out with a product that's not going to work well. But uh, mine functions really well. Um, So far, it's working awesome. Uh, It's pretty. Uh, It's got a Modular-driven technology chassis on there with a side folder, cool little gun. Everybody I've shown loves that thing. Uh, my mom and my aunt really want one for themselves as well. <laughs> but uh, that's one of my that's one of my favorite guns in the safe right now is just that little T1X. And latest video. The latest video, my Arkin EP4 showed up. I went out and did a tracking test. Did some uh, first initial impressions on that. That thing's really impressive, 34 millimeter tube, first focal plane, zero stop, tactical turrets that work as well as a tracking guarantee that if there's more than half a percent of error, they will replace your scope. So Arcan Optics coming at the market hard at an awesome price point of $550. $550 is not a cheap scope. But for that feature set, you're going to pay double that for any other brand. So I was definitely interested to get my hands on one, see if it was actually good. I'm going to go shoot it. So far, it seems actually good. And I just need to go shoot it and use it a little bit, see what it comes up with. But so far, really impressed with that. So uh, I'll leave a link to those guys and check them out just because it's the most recent thing I've done. Yeah. But outside of that, this has been such a blast. I appreciate everybody just joining along, enjoying the adventures. Hopefully, you've learned something along the way, and uh, hopefully, you just keep subscribing, and hopefully, I keep making good content that you guys enjoy. Thanks to my wife for sharing this podcast with me, and hanging out with me, and dealing with some of the stories that you don't know about or care about. Yeah,
0: definitely. I mean, I'm proud of Logan. 20,000 subscribers, that's a big accomplishment to hit. And so, thank you to all his viewers, all of his friends he's made. family even we've considered them and so I think it's just it's been a fun experience to watch Logan learn and grow himself and then have that sense of community, um, this gun kind of community and channel. So thank you to all of you for keeping Logan entertained. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: I and mean, honestly this YouTube channel has led me to move across the state and get a new career. So it's been pretty wild how much just the YouTube channels uh, changed my I and not stared it around. So it's been been real awesome. Appreciate you guys watching or listening, and uh, we'll catch you guys in the next one. It's time for bed. Catch you guys around. See you
0: later.
1: It's time for bed.